are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Hello, Marks, and welcome to another week from the Band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Ms. Money in the Bank. Mm-mm. Because uh, nobody else has it right now. I might as well be Miss Money in the Bank, right? Yeah, You're a man, too. No rules, baby. I know. that there are, there are no rules. That seems to be pretty apparent at this point. Joined me, as always, to my right is two beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? It's a gold bond kind of day, Bill. Does that mean it's hot outside? Yeah, I'm overweight and I chafe. <laughs> we used to have a cornstarch uh, at a, a restaurant that I used to work at that uh, our friend Chris Denman from We Are Alive used to work at also. And to his right, as always, is... Jason Cornelius Bell, what's going on, JCB? Oh, you know, it's all good, baby. What's up with you? Uh, not much. Uh, Zach and I, uh, I always see Jason on Friday nights, but I rarely see Two Beer on the weekends. But this weekend, uh, Two Beer and I got to spend all day Saturday together. Father's Day. Uh, yes, it was a family reunion. Our wives are cousins. I don't know if we've mentioned that before. Maybe we have. The podcast awesome. is a little incestuous. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> But Zach and I got to hang out all day Saturday, and we tried to not talk about wrestling. And about about a half hour in, uh, we had the entire table talking about wrestling. (laughs) Sucker to men. (laughs) Sucker to men, that's right. (laughs) Too easy. Hey, there's a ton of stuff to talk about uh, this week. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into our three count. Two beer. What's the the one count? Uh, The one count is going to have to be the women's money in the bank match, particularly the finish. Yeah, so, what happened at the finish? Uh, James Elworth, we all knew he was going to get involved somehow. Yeah. I thought he was going to be taking a bump, uh, but he instead uh, took the briefcase. Yeah, he did a little bit more than take a bump. Yeah, and he uh, handed that off to Carmella, which was my prediction, uh, but not in that exact manner so i think we lost the tape i don't remember that happening at all uh, yeah i think i picked her as well but i'm not gonna brag four yeah, for five by the way i mean technically you guys were both wrong <laughs> <laughs> but uh naturally had the uh wrestling community up in an uproar uh which makes sense because i mean we're looking at an historic money in the bank women's ladder match it's the first one to happen right. and we have a man stealing the briefcase and handing it to uh, his females so definitely uh, as bill described it uh, a little unwoke on the wwe booker's part yeah not very woke um i have some other thoughts about it but before we get to those thoughts jcb what were you were there yeah you yeah. were at the show yeah good seats. and uh what was the uh what was the reaction in house like you saw it on tv the crowd erupts as he's going up the ladder i'm thinking it's going to be some sort of bump someone tamina whoever all five push ellsworth off so once he gets to the top and he unlatches the briefcase you know you could hear like the crowd gets kind of stunned like you know we're not what sure what the fuck does this yeah, mean yeah i was gonna say what's this mean you know there was a little pop but me i was just like okay what's going on and the next thing you know he drops it to carmella and then they ring the bell. So, of course, you know, in braggadocious manner, I'm like, see, I told you, I told you, I told the whole section 105 that Carmel was going to win. Ultimately, I think the biggest thing is social issue aside about man helping a woman, this historic ladder match or whatever. There are no rules. I don't see 
the the match did two things. It got heat on Ellsworth and Carmella as a pair, and you and you got people talking about it. There are no rules. That's true, but it is a um, it's a simulated sport. So they knew who was going to win going in. So despite the fact that there are no rules, it did. I, I can understand why women fans of the WWE that look at this as what they call the women's revolution, which sure. they called it several times. For sure. I can see why they would feel like it's one step forward, two steps back to have a women's match and then have the man win it. I and can see why. I was at home watching. I, I was at home on Twitter and I saw Twitter erupted. I'm sure. Um, I was also at home watching with my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, or my wife, my sister-in-law and her husband, Steve, shout out Steve. And we were watching it and our wives are not into wrestling at all. They really don't give a shit. But when we told them, hey, it's the first women's money in the bank, they kind of sat down. They kind of paid attention right. in between, you know, talking. And <laughs> when uh, when they saw that that happened, both of them were kind of like, what the fuck is that? Why would you have a man win the first women's money in the bank match the execution was poor no question about it let's get it's that just off a the strange table. decision okay whoever thought that was the way to book this match needs to just go ahead and put their pen and paper down and walk away the execution was poor the person that won it was right they got the heat on the right pair we just messed up from getting from point a to point b yeah they put the briefcase on the right woman um they definitely got the most heat you could possibly get in that match. I no mean, doubt. So if that's what the angle was and that's what they were Maximum. going for, yeah, they they succeeded in what oh, they yeah, were no going question for about it. And don't be surprised when Carmelo wins it again on Tuesday. And that's what I'm rooting for. Uh, yeah, I you think, got to. Get, I mean, you, this this is Pandora's box. You've already opened it up. You got to go. I think that's going to happen too, just because it'll draw even more heat. And I mean, you know, is kind of like-minded as we are in this room let's not come to any uh fantasies about how pc uh pro wrestling is Amen. or the it pro is. wrestling Amen. fandom is yeah i mean i i would say i would argue that wwe particularly smackdown when it comes to the women's division has been forward forward probably more forward thinking than most of their fandom would um would care for in terms of the amount of time they've been given to women's wrestling. That doesn't bother me and it shouldn't bother me. It shouldn't bother anybody. Um, there is the old Bob, Ho Bob Holly did famously say one time that nothing exposes the business more than women's wrestling, which is decidedly unwoke. Um, it's also, um, that's from a bygone era. People don't, People aren't worried about exposing the business anymore. It doesn't right. matter if it's fake or not. That's yeah, not why people watch it. Of course. It's entertainment, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, I will say, though, that with the decision on Tuesday night to, to have a rematch on a SmackDown of the women's Money in the Bank match, and the SmackDown on Tuesday night was also, the focus was clearly on the women's division. For sure. And it was a good SmackDown. Yeah. The focus was clearly on the women's division. The emphasis was there. And now they're going to have two women's money in the bank matches within two weeks. And I would, I would venture a guess that more people would watch the one on SmackDown than probably watch the one on a Sunday night on the network just because USA 
probably has more viewers than the WWE Network on any given night. Yeah, for sure. So when I put on uh, our Friends of of BFR page on Facebook, I said, was it unwoke or was it crazy next level woke? Um, That's what I meant. I was saying that they have put way more emphasis on the women's division going out of that by having James Ellsworth grab the briefcase. And I've heard the argument where people say, well, everybody always remembers the first one and everybody will always remember James Ellsworth as being the first winner of the women's money in the bank match. That's not true. Nobody remembers the first one. The Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels ladder match was actually the second one. Right. The TLC match, that was the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. That was the second one. Right. History is history is written by the winners, and the winner is always WWE. I, I couldn't agree more because ultimately, no matter how mad or how you think it shouldn't have been James Ellsworth getting involved in this match whatsoever, the bottom line is is they got us talking about it. Carmella needed this push when live her and Tamina got the least crowd reaction. Tamina was dead silent. Carmella got mega heat on SmackDown, though, for that initial promo. And it worked. And it was a good promo. Yep. And it she was got, a good promo. It was a good promo. promo of her career. Yeah. Absolutely. It got her over better than anything and, else she's yeah, ever done. I was going to say, very underweighted promo-wise, Carmella is. When her and Nikki Bella were feuding, she cut a couple good promos there. It almost seems like it was coming from, you know, the gut, the heart, whatever you want to call it. Right. Same thing on Tuesday. I mean... The last pick on SmackDown's draft, you know, you basically count me out, and now I miss money in the bank. It's going to be even better when she wins it on Tuesday. So if it's not Carmella, who would you say would win it on Tuesday, next Tuesday? If it's not Carmella, real quick. I'd say if it's not Carmella, um, I would Becky. say Becky. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think, too. Yeah. So I'm glad we could all uh, mansplain that to our audience, uh, why it was actually good that a woman lost the first women's money in the bank. Yeah, everybody you're actually going to be banned from ringside now. <laughs> <laughs> it. that's, a great, that's a great thing to bring up because James Ellsworth, uh, if you think about his last year in the WWE, not only did he beat AJ Styles in two different matches, he had three matches with AJ Styles, and now he won... Or he had grabbed the briefcase, briefcase at least yeah. for the first woman women's money in the bank uh, ladder match. Have a year of James Ellsworth, which is insane. I mean, he's he's down in history now in WWE. Also, the second ladder match that he was involved in, where he was a significant part. Yeah, he's really forgot about that. Good call, man. That just that just goes to show if he can do it. Well, not. He'll I mean, be any of us could. No, no, I'm not taking that bump. Are you kidding me? No way. He'll be signing autographs for the rest of his life, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he might not be rich, but, but he'll be signing yeah. autographs for the rest of his life. Yeah, because everybody will remember him. All right, and that will bring us to our two count. What's our two count, JCB? The return of Braun Strowman. And what did Braun Strowman do? Well, on Monday night, it was... Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns. Uh, I believe it was the Which main we'll event. Which we'll get to. Yeah. I believe it was the main event. Uh, really good match. Once again, Roman Reigns makes it really hard for me to hate on him, at least in ring. His persona, outs- uh, I guess his wrestling persona, it would work a little better if he they just made him heal. But he cut a good promo earlier in the night 
basically saying that he was going to be the number one contender for whoever the champion was going into SummerSlam. So Joe comes out. They have beef. They get into the match. Like I said, really good match. And then all of a sudden you hear this beeping noise from the distance. And I'm watching Raw. I'm like, what the hell is this? And of course, here comes the ambulance. And this is this is where WWE does a good job when they reconnect the dots. Ambulance pulls up, doors fly open. Here's Braun Strowman. Crowd just pops like nobody's business. And he comes down to destroy Roman Reigns, basically saying that he's not done with him yet. And we're going to see each other at Great Balls of Fire in an ambulance match, which a little gimmicky. But once again, they connected a the little dots. gimmicky, the ambulance match. I, I, but it's it based on the fact that, OK, I got hurt being I being Braun Strowman. I got hurt, you know, trying to blow you up. And the back of this ambulance, or whatever the case may be. I, yeah. Look, I, look. Do I agree with it? Yeah, I agree with it. It is very gimmicky. Ultimately, it actually works, and it makes sense. But uh, can I venture a supposition why it doesn't make sense? Why? Because if somebody gets put in an ambulance, I mean, an amb- the ambulance match is literally my least favorite type of gimmick match at. I can see that. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Camp Cam Bigelow, friend of the show, wanted to know what the best gimmick match was in WWE. I would say ambulance matches are the worst next to last man standing, and they are one in one A. Last because man standing way, done right could be a good match, but go ahead. Well, it's just we'll get into that later. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully never, actually. <laughs> I hope they never have another one. But no. the ambulance match means that somebody has to be incapacitated enough to be put in an ambulance, which is A, stupid, B, stupid, and three, buries whoever loses that match. So we're going to okay. bury, so we're going to bury, I mean, Reigns is going to win. No, no, he's not. Braun Strowman is going to win this match. Okay, why do you take, think that? And he's going to take his spot, he's going to take Roman Reigns' spot, Braun wins over Roman. Brock beats Joe. Brock, Braun, SummerSlam. No, they'll find a way to make it a triple threat match. I I beg to disagree. Okay, let's just for the sake of argument, let's just say Roman Reigns loses this ambulance match. He's not it's going ro- to. For okay. the sake of argument. Okay. Oh, okay, I missed that part. Okay, yeah. 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 For the sake of argument. <laughs> <laughs> let's say he does lose. Is Roman Reigns really buried? <laughs> no. Is Braun Strowman going to be buried if he loses? No. It's how... I, I said this on the way over in the car. Certain matches are already locked in stone. Reigns, Brock Lesnar. I don't know who's the champion at that point. Doesn't really matter. That's going to be your WrestleMania match. You know how they book. They start on one end. Here's the result. So let's book backwards instead of going forwards. So you think there's a possibility it could be Braun Strowman versus Joe? Here's the other question: Does is it does Reigns actually is he the actual number one contender, or is this a number one contender's match, which is an ambulance match? No, I don't think it's a number one contender match. Reigns is coming out and saying that he's number one contender, which they're going to allow him to do. And I don't think this outcome has any bearing on the Joe number is, one contendership. Joe is the number one contender right now, as as we speak. All Roman is doing is basically bogarting his way to the front of the line. He's posturing. And, yeah. Now, I'm, I don't care who wins. I'm going to be fighting whoever it is 
Well, the thing SummerSlam. is, he's posturing now, like in kayfabe, he's posturing, but in reality, Reigns hasn't, has hasn't had a belt in a minute. So. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. There's no. But honestly, what? You want him to go after Miz? I mean, I read yeah. that. Yeah. No, I would much prefer no, that to no, what we're watching no. right now. Do you, want, do you want Miz and Finn Balor? Roman Reigns has. I mean, unless you just want him to be, you know, the Grand Slam. You know, champion like I've won all the uh, the singles belts, the tag team belts. Okay, if you want to complete his resume, a la Chris Jericho, by all means, knock yourself out. Roman Reigns is a main event guy. Let me ask you personally, and I'll turn it to two beer. Also, do you have any interest personally in watching outside of just the way that they're going to book it? Do you have any interest at all in watching another Braun Strowman Roman Reigns match? I do. I I have. I'm interested, basically because Braun's back. I want to see one more. Do I want to see two more, three more? Do I want to see any at all leading up to this ambulance match? No. And that's one thing that kind of annoys me about a lot of the the Raws is we see these characters facing off before the pay-per-views. And really, I just I don't really want to see that every week. I'd rather see some enhancement talent out there with them. Exactly. So... So, Jason, do you have any interest in watching Braun versus Roman? For sure. Another time. The After Great Balls of Fire, they should go their separate ways for a little bit. If that means that you put Roman Reigns, he's out for an extended period of time, so he physically can't wrestle at SummerSlam. And now you have Braun saying, okay, you know, I put your boy out. He's not number one contender. I'm number one contender now. Whoever it is, I've got the winner at SummerSlam. All right, that's good enough for me. Uh, we're going to move on right now to our three counts. And our three count this week is the breakup, the inevitable break, the inevitable breakup of Big Cass and Enzo Amore. Now, Two Beer, what did you think of that breakup? Because I just watched it about 45 minutes ago, so it's freshest in my mind, I think. What were your takes on it? So I thought a couple things. Um, I don't want to get into this immediately, but I I don't think it was a good idea, uh, just generally speaking. Did it impact me as a viewer and a follower of this story? Absolutely. I mean, it was not as impactful as, say, a Tommaso Ciampa uh, Johnny Gargano breakup, but these guys have been together for a long time and they are super over with the fans. I mean, I love their entrance still, even to this day. I, I still enjoy that entrance. My kids love it. My kids are fans of those guys and we watched it together on the couch. I watched it with my family. My wife, who likes to pretend like she's not into pro wrestling, got super worked. I was with her on Saturday. She's into it. Yeah. <laughs> she's into it. And, uh, she got really worked, and she was super upset. I mean, more upset than me. And I just thought it was really impactful. I mean, it was Cass's best promo. Again, we have another promo of his career. No doubt. Uh, that single tear that Enzo shed. No doubt. You know, like a Native American seeing someone litter. I yes. think crying on <laughs> command is actually pretty pretty fucking impressive. I don't yeah. think I could do that. It was It was great. It was very impactful. And I think, depending on how they spin it, it could go really well. Do I want to see an Enzo and Cass feud? Not at all. I think they'll. I think they'll jump ahead and go to Cass Big Show yeah. for Great Balls of Fire, yeah. and then go Enzo and Cass at SummerSlam. Sure, I can see that. Um, I can. I'm just waiting for the reunion, and I don't care if it is 
Cass going for a singles run and realizing that Enzo wasn't holding him back and, you know, Enzo forgives him. Or if Enzo turns to the dark side and just turns into this badass, like, heel manager. Um, now, that's interesting. You said you're just waiting for the reunion. Do you think that that means that this wasn't done well? Or do you think that means that it wasn't time to break them up? Like, they didn't do enough as a tag team? Because I will say that there has never been that I can recall a breakup that was given this much attention and this much time to a tag team that never won shit. Yeah. They They were, they were never tag team champs. They were just, they were just an over tag team that they never gave the belts to. Right. Um, that's, that's where I kind of, I'm leaning your way. What's the point at, you know, they're, they're not going to be champs. They're not relevant in the tag team division. I mean, I think more about the revival than I do Enzo and Kaz. I say, why not at this point? Let Kaz make a run, make a singles run. Let's see what the kid can do. We always, 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 always say the same thing. We got to make new stars. You got to make new stars. This is a chance to see if Kaz can run with it. I agree with that. Jinder Mahal, you know, you might not like the Jinder Mahal being champion, but guess what? They're at least trying it. And, for the most part, he's doing okay. I just wish he would come off, you know, the anti-American propaganda. Been there, kind of done that. I guess was that setting up for John Cena, but another story for another time. I think, ultimately, this tag team was going nowhere. Like you said, they haven't won a belt in NXT. They haven't won in the main roster. But why I, not, though? I mean, that's the real question. Why didn't they ever put the belt? There was never a good time to put the belts on uh, Enzo and Cass? In NXT, I really thought they should have had. They should have been champions before they, never, they even got to the main roster. Wait a minute. Did they never win the tag team belts in NXT either? No. See, I didn't even. I probably should have known that. Yeah, don't don't say that. As your host, (laughs) as your host of BFR, I probably should have known that. I I wasn't aware of that. That never hit me. Okay, that's more so to my point. That's why Kaz's promo really hits home. We've been together for this long, and we've never been the number one team. On the main roster oh, or in developmental, it was a yeah. Great you promo. know what? Yeah, I'm looking at you now sideways because every time I look up, you're the one in the ring getting beat down, and you're coming to me for the high tag. I think they might have overdone the breakup. I think there was probably an easier way to get there besides having Corey Graves be involved for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a little rushed. I think you could have drew it out for a couple more weeks. But I don't know if it was rushed. I mean, it took five weeks or something. I mean, that's that's good enough. No, I just meant the okay. We made it the last uh, segment on Raw or whatever the case may be. It just seemed like everything happened so quick. Well, Kurt Angle came off looking bad. He's like, I'm going to get down to the bottom of this. Yeah, and Corey And he brings out the Big Show. (laughs) And Big Show's like, I didn't do it. I can't believe you'd say that. And he walks out. And then the Revival's like, well, we're not, you know any saints by any means but i mean we didn't do it this time and he's like all right well you know you have some good alibis like well guys i'm just kind of stumped it's up to like Corey graves which i'm just happy to see Corey have a a bigger role and i think that's so that had nothing that has nothing to do just as as an aside that has nothing to do with the Corey graves kurt angle uh mystery that they have going on but more so to zach's point i think that's more of a uh it's kudos to Corey Gray's. It's something that they're giving him a, an expanded role in this scenario where, yeah, he's going to uncover the Enzo beat down a suspect. He's going to find out that, you know, this is Stephanie McMahon that's given 
uh, Kurt Angle, all this problems. Um, I mean, good for Corey Graves. You're actually going to be banned from ringside. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I was waiting for that to happen. I didn't want to. I kept looking around the corner by like, Sam, don't you do it. Just That's not Sam doing that. That's just the magic of podcasting. (laughs) So I think uh, that'll do it, guys. I think uh, unless you guys have anything more to say about our um, three counts. No, we can't it. Now it's at this time that I'd like to uh, bring up our sponsor. You guys ever had, uh, Zach, you ever had Soul Taco? I have many times. Uh, I would like to tell you about a time where I did not have Soul Taco, though. Please. If that's relevant. Uh, So we pulled up to uh, Earth Day Festival at Forest Park Mm -hmm. uh, a couple years ago. I'm a big fan of the Earth. like to celebrate it at least once a year. Sure. And we're in Forest Park, and for you St. Louisans, you know, it's pretty sprawling and so we're heading towards the festival i see the soul taco truck so i park immediately who wouldn't and i pull up get out because you want that soul taco i want that soul taco i want that spicy pork in my mouth Mm -mm. more than anything Mm -mm. so we pull up get my kids out of the car at this point we're still using strollers so we unpack everything you know get our backpacks going get our hydration packs all that Keep talking, man. That's like birth control to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, so we head towards the Soul Taco truck, and it turns out that I was unable to obtain any Soul Taco that day because that was a private catered event. And at once, I was un- I was you know devastated because I wasn't going to eat Soul Taco that day. Uh, but on the flip side of it, I realized that I could cater an event privately with the soul taco truck i was at a wedding one time where soul taco was the catering that was the shout dinner. out jeff julie that was awesome shout out to jeff and julie our friends jones that was their catering for the night and uh everybody was having a pretty good time and the soul taco hit the spot yeah, so sure. please if you're out there in the st louis illinois uh columbia missouri region please check out our sponsor soul taco they have uh, locations at the U-City Loop. They have locations in Columbia, Missouri. They have Champaign, Illinois. They have Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, don't, really? don't, don't get tricked into eating at the Portillo's right around the corner. You see the Portillo's, you hang a left, and you go down and you eat at Soul Taco. Get that Soul Taco, guys. Soul Taco, they're a friend of the show. Tell them that Band from Ringside sent you. So, uh, I'd say right now, let's get to some uh, reader questions, because we always save these for the end, but let's do it, let's do it for our friends of the show. Um, uh, Steve Patterson, I think we pretty much covered... Oh, you know what Steve Patterson brought up uh, was that the AJ Nakamura uh, going at it at Money in the Bank, which I thought was the highlight of the night. That was the most exciting part of where I was when they finally started uh, getting after each other. Uh, JCB, what did you feel when you were uh, in the arena? For me, and I've seen the Nakamura-AJ match, so right when they were facing off with each other, you know, I got that sense of excitement. I didn't think that they were actually going to physically touch. I thought somehow random two guys would, you know, tackle them. You know how it happens. But then, you know, they actually, you know, they got into it for a little bit. And I was like, you know, I'm starting to get excited because now I'm like, you know, it's going to happen. WWE has just basically said this is going to happen. When it's going to happen is ultimately the question. It wasn't the bulk of the match, but it was the biggest part of the match where there were only two guys fighting each other. And and you couldn't have had 
two better guys doing it. I'm just praying, please, creative, be smart, drag this thing out to WrestleMania. I disagree. SummerSlam, I, I know why, because, you know, right now. Do the match do when the you match can do right the match. Now. Yeah. Do the match when you can do the match. If you could drag this out, okay, let's say, let's if they want to do at SummerSlam, fine. But a rematch needs to happen at WrestleMania. That's fine. Let them fight three times. I don't give a shit. No, I agree. I agree. I just think SummerSlam is KO you know what? and uh, AJ Styles. I, but they could also fight in a WrestleMania three years down the road. I mean, there's tons of stuff that can happen. I'm not disagreeing. With I that. just say let's let's make that fight happen. No, That's no, what everybody no, wants to happen. I totally understand what you're saying with that. Yeah, when they were at opposite ends of that ladder and they set that ladder aside, that was uh, one moment yeah. where. I mean, I was on my couch with my family. It was Father's Day. It was a very, you know, special day. Like, and, you know. Fine. Happy Father's Day. Jesus. I, I was, know you're I, fishing I, for it. I was it. fishing for it, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. I said it last week on the year, by the way. You're you're late. Bill was. I, okay. I was yeah, going to say, Bill, hang on now. Bill was late. Anyway, uh, the the feeling was electric. That was one moment where I was actually jealous of my friends and neighbors who were at the event because that was an electric moment. And at that moment, I had considered AJ Nakamura before because I knew that they wrestled before, watched that match, and, uh, you know, just thought about it. And then this was the time when I immediately realized that this has to happen on the main roster. And in, I'm with Bill. I think it needs to happen sooner rather than later. I think it is a WrestleMania match. I think that should be the WrestleMania match. I, I really can't think of, uh, you know, a better pairing at the moment on the main roster. That no. would be the match of the night. Oh, yeah, no question. Not that AJ's not going to have the match of the night, no matter fucking what. He I mean, probably cool had the match w- of the night against Shane McMahon last WrestleMania. So, I mean. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. yeah. It'd, it'd be, be cool if it wasn't the match of the night. That would mean that there'd be a match. That, that would be even, even better. better. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Gonna say, that's, that's a scary proposition even to go even down that road. That's crazy. Man. I want to yeah, have like a, a seven-hour erection. Sure. <laughs> Ouch. If it goes four hours, you call a doctor. If it goes six hours, you hang up. <laughs> um, so uh, our friend Sharif says, why did Braun interrupt during Roman's match instead of not during the announcement? It would have made a lot more sense if he would. And I would just chalk that up to dumbass kayfabe. I, I don't know what our the lack of kayfabe. They were just trying to make it more... Dramatic, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yes. I will say that that mic drop on Roman's body, whew, that was that was money. Yeah, was I mean, Braun, Braun is as good as he needs to be on the mic, mm-hmm. and that little extra added flair of just dropping the mic right on the top dog's, you know, chest gear. After yeah. I just threw you down like little rag dolls. Yeah. It, it was perfect. Cherry on top of cake. I'd also like to give a shout out to our friends Sharif, Samir, Ryan, Cam Cam Bigelow, uh, I'm sure I'm missing a few. Steve. Willie, Willie Sumner. Willie Sumner. Guys that get on our Friends of BFR page on Facebook, you guys can find it and join up. Uh, we had a live discussion during the pay-per-view the other night, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I encourage everybody, if you're listening, get on Friends of, Friends of BFR if you feel like bullshitting during. Uh, I actually got off of Twitter, and I just was on our BFR page, and I know you were doing something similar where you were just tweeting the comments that you yeah. said on our BFR page. Yeah, that's all I was doing. And yeah. that was, I mean, the most fun I've had with a pay-per-view in a very long time. So thank you, Band from Ringside Community. That was yeah. great. Not to be confused with Camp Cam Bigelow, uh, my friend Ham Ham Bigelow. <laughs> uh, 
my friend Kevin Hamilton uh, noted that uh, Mauro Ranallo is coming back to WWE and he is going to be on NXT. Do you have any thoughts on that, JCB? Uh, I personally love Ranallo. Um, the fact that it got to the point where apparently JBL ran him out of Dodge. Was now, that's a, all rumor. That's I know, conjecture. And that's what I said. Apparently, and I'm, I'm not. I, I wish I had contacts like that, but that is the rumor. Um, he's a great talent, and you just you gotta have. If you can keep all this talent in house, that's not a bad thing. NXT's once a week, so he doesn't have to go through the day to day grind as you know the JBLs, the Tom Phillips of the world, and it. I think ultimately it brings back some goodwill to WWE because the way he left wasn't a very good look. So all in all, it's a win for us as the fans. WWE garners some goodwill out of it. Everybody wins. Yeah, they had a definite dark spot, some egg on their face, at least in regards to my opinion of it, because looking back at the Cruiserweight Classic, Mauro Ronaldo mm-hmm. was a highlight. I mean, he got that thing over. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the performers. Cruiserweight Classic was one of the best things to happen yeah, in dope. a long time. I watched week to week and just could not wait for it. Uh, but his commenting style, um, he's over the top. He knows about all of these guys who are from New Japan, Lucha Underground, PWG. He knows their histories. And, I mean, let's not forget, I mean, he is pop culture. He's calling the McGregor-Mayweather fight. Right, yeah. He's calling that fight. And he is... I mean, he's a top dog. I love Corey Graves. He's like I, he's like Jr. without the folksiness. Yep, I was just gonna say that. I love Corey Graves. I think Corey Graves is a great heel announcer, and he's got Definitely. huge potential. But Mauro Ronaldo is the Jr. of this new generation. That being said, and I took this note this week. Why does Babyface Booker T like Elias Samson? But heel Corey Graves hates Because he's him. looking real jack, baby. <laughs> Come on, that's a real question. Don't fucking laugh at him. That's a real fucking question. I'm sorry. You guys ruined everything. <laughs> that was great. You look a real jack, baby. That's all I, you got. That's all you're going to say. I did like when Corey Graves corrected Booker when Booker called it his jacket. And Corey Graves goes, that's entrance apparel. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, is like Corey Graves should like Elias Sampson because he's the heel announcer. But yeah, he's hated him since, since NXT. NXT days. Yeah, now, I know, I I know that he's hated him since NXT. But that goes against the entire, just the basic fabric of pro wrestling, where the heel announcer has to put over the heel wrestler. Sure. I mean, even Jerry Lawler put over Bret Hart when he was a heel. True so. story. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's about as mixed up as you're going to get. People used to put over the Godfather. Well, I mean, I guess that was Jerry Lawler also. Yeah, I was getting ready to say Jerry was a little excited. Actually, Jerry Lawler put over the Godfather harder than he ever put over (laughs) anybody. (laughs) The hoes were on the train, man. What do you expect? Uh, A question from an old wrestling buddy of mine, Ryan Dale Chuck and Terrible. Uh, Any interest in Orton Gender 3 at all? No. No. At all. Not even a gimmick match. I don't care if you put him in a cage. You put him in an ambulance, you put him in an asylum match, you put him in a goddamn quicksand match. match. I don't give a fuck. I can't believe they went, I can't believe they're going back to it. Is that just to kill time before SummerSlam? Yeah. But there's another pay-per-view before SummerSlam. Uh, Battleground. So were they really going to do... At Battleground, it'll be a Punjabi prison match, Orton, gender three. Oh, shit, you're probably right. That sucks. 
It is what it is. I mean, I. So what? What do you think? Are, what do you think the odds are? One are zero to one hundred that they're going to do a Cena, Jinder Mahal match at SummerSlam. Uh. What's good and what's bad? Fifty fifty at the moment until John Cena comes. Yeah, right. Until Cena comes out on the fourth and basically kind of lays out his his plans of if he's going to go bounce back and forth between both brands. Um, I'm gonna say fifty fifty. Ultimately, if you're making me say if that match is going to happen, I'll say yes. But to hedge my bets right now, I'm gonna say fifty fifty. Yeah, I think you can make. Gender still looks strong if that's what they want to do by having him lose to Cena. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna bulk at losing a world title to Cena? So did they just did they build up gender just to get taken down by Cena? I don't yes. think they did that intentionally, intentionally but but I think that's the way out. And don't be surprised if you saw Baron Corbin cash in on Cena. On, on Cena. Cena, that'd be yeah, because Corbin needs a, a face. I mean, he doesn't need it. I mean, they could have him cash in any time uh, as the ultimate opportunist. And honestly, like with both of these things, I don't want him to cash in immediately. Like, I, I, I don't want to fantasy book it to the point like as soon as the face gets a title that he's going to cash in. Like, since I've been back into watching every week uh, over the last couple of years, I haven't seen this long drawn out Money in the Bank process. So I, I I'm kind of like I'm ready well, for the, the tease. The best right. cash in ever was Rollins at WrestleMania, no doubt. I agree. That was the best cash in ever because nobody ever saw it coming nope. and it got them out of Brock getting pinned. Um, a couple other things I want to bring up. Uh, I like having some time to talk about other stuff because we usually Shut get... Up, we got time. Yeah. Jump back. Um, do you think it's strange that during the Roman Reigns Joe stuff that they're picking on Joe by calling him not a real Samoan? What do you think the point is of that? It, it feels like it's leading somewhere. Because why would they say that to him? Why would they take away his heritage? Because that's super heelish yeah. for Roman Reigns to say, we're just calling you Just Joe. Joe. Ooh. I was like, uh-uh. No, you did not. Remember the wrestler, Just Joe? Joe, yeah. I was like, he said, <laughs> it'd be like, Joe who? And he'd say, Just, just Joe. Joe. All right. Um, it seems really strange to me that they're taking that away from him. They're They're going on, and maybe this is just the way we think and we overanalyze it all. I don't think it's leading to anything. I just think that that's just something to, to get underneath his skin. A barb. Yeah. No, nothing more than that. But Heyman and Roman both said it. I, I, hear I mean, Roman even backed it up by saying, uh, I don't find myself usually agreeing with Paul Heyman, right. but he's not Samoa Joe. He, to me, he's, he's just, just Joe. Joe. And then when Joe tapped Roman out, of course, Roman didn't tap out. He just fell asleep. asleep. When Roman, or when Joe choked him out, he leaned, he leaned over him and said, my name is Samoa Joe. Oh, did he? I missed that. Yeah. I, would, nice. I would like to see it be something, because I think it'd be cool, especially... Because it's weird. Yeah, because it's weird. And you got so much like Samoan talent. Like, bring the fucking rock in there. Bring the Usos into this shit. Let's get a heel stable going on that's all Samoan. Let's just fucking tear it up. Against... Oh, just all Samoans? Yeah, just like managed by Corey they, Graves. They could they could have did it. They could have did this what a year ago. Um, Usos were getting uh, Roman Reigns back. Eddie and every time I can't remember who the uh, the feud was against. That was yeah. the perfect time to do it, and they didn't yeah. do it. That's right when they should have made Reigns 
a heel. Yeah, have to have the Usos be his heavies. The, the Usos be his dead eyed. Put all the belts minions, on them, and right. then and just get all, generate all this heat. Although uh, I like where the Usos are now. Yeah, they're yeah, fine. they're fine yeah, now. The Usos are fucking yeah. great. Uh, a couple lower card things. Uh, Goldust still weirds me out. I feel like I should be immune to it because I've been watching him do Goldust. I mean, it's been like 20 years and it's still... It's still off-putting. It still works. Yeah, it's still off-putting. Even to me. <laughs> See, there you go. I mean, right when he looked at me when he did that, that weirded me out. Um, I liked it when Elias Sampson didn't sing a song, but he made everybody watch him tune the guitar. And as a guy who plays guitar, I could tell that he wasn't tuning at all. He, was just, <laughs> he just kept tuning it down and playing it. Uh, that's very... That's the uh, best thing you could do. Um, Seth Rollins cut a really great babyface promo. This was the promo that we've been talking about for like the last two or three weeks. This Agreed. is the promo that yeah. he should have, when he, he came to. back from injury. Agreed. This is the promo. If you wanted to make him this big baby face, this is the promo to cut. On a side note of that, did you see the commercial for the video game? Oh, yeah. Total Heel. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? I mean, this? It, was, it was badass. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's a great commercial, but it's so heelish that I was like, wait a minute, is this me? Because that, that, I didn't feel right at the end of this commercial. You know, one thing that I, it also made me want was... Heal Seth Rollins. Well, heal Seth Rollins in general. I, I always want that. But I want a place maybe in Orlando to go to see all that cool shit. Yeah. Like, I would love like an actual physical brick-and-mortar WWE Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame totally. where I pay $30 each for my whole family to go in so I can go... You know I need $30 know. for your whole family. You, they, they no, I mean you. each. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. each. Okay, 150 okay. we got a family of five. <laughs> I was say, you ain't getting away that easy. Yeah, and I would do it, and I, I think that would be badass. I, I know it, I can see why it's not like a, a prerogative of theirs or maybe even like a on, on the books. They got a lot of other stuff to worry about, oh, but yeah, I mean, sure. like, that would be... Fantastic! Yeah, I, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. I've always then, wanted to go to Cooperstown, Cooperstown. Yeah. Always wanted to go to Canton, Ohio. I would make that on my bucket list for sure. And then you could have like some real heel shit. Like somebody yeah. goes in and like tears up like Ric Flair's original robe or yeah, some shit. Yeah, like use it as part of a storyline, something yeah, like that. You know, yeah. get guys over that way. Um, yeah, that was a great Rollins babyface promo. Uh, another lower card thing that I want to talk about is the Titus brand. No, I think it deserves to be talked about. I'm a fan. JCB. No, it's based on horrible. Our, it's horrible. Based on our conversations outside, uh, you know, after the pod, we usually have, you know, a beer or two or some pizza. And uh, I know that JCB is not on the guys, Titus brand. Wait, what do you guys do after the podcast? We, we still talk about wrestling. But you guys hang out together after the podcast? Every, I mean, you're always invited. You know that. Yeah, I, I mean. I've never really gotten an invite, though, like. You guys hang out. I don't know. We just we just hit it off. I mean, like you introduced us, and we just kind of hit it off. I'm sorry. Is that when I I leave? I leave, and you guys hang out. We're having a little quality time to ourselves. So you guys have already talked about the Titus brand, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yes. a couple times. Have you guys talked about it with the audience? Or I'm, I'm sure we have it, but they, people say they want us to disagree, so let's disagree. We tweet a lot. I think, yeah, I think the Titus brand is absolutely atrocious. It's it's are filler. they baby faces or heels? Okay, there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was Titus was a heel. You paired him up with Apollo because Apollo didn't have anything to do. He went after Neville the other night. Okay, fine. It, it, to me, Tozawa, it makes sense. 
Tozawa is kind of like Nakamura. Can't speak the language. He needs somebody to cut a promo for him. Okay, yeah, I get Ta- that. Tozawa's got all the facial expressions. He's perfect. He, really yeah, he doesn't even have to say a word. It's great. I think the magic is Titus is a heel, but he's like recruiting faces. Right. Like, that's the magic of it, where he's like, hey, baby, come on. Like, you know, just sign on to the Titus I just, brand. Uh, I can't take it seriously. I mean, number one, he's a Florida Gator. You can't take Florida Gator seriously to begin with. Number two, more Ooh. importantly, yeah, I said it. Number two. Nobody cares about your Florida shit, man. Hey, man, Florida, I care. I care. Nobody cares. I care. Okay. Right. Fuck okay. Tim Tebow. I said it on the air. Um, ultimately, I just, I don't see where this goes. I mean, it, it's just giving. It goes worldwide, baby. <laughs> 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 okay, I liked them. I liked them with uh, with Darren Young or whatever when they were uh, the primetime players. This th- this gimmick just doesn't work for me. Did I mean, they have the belts. Yeah, primetime players yeah. had the championships, and Enzo and Cass has never won a championship. If I'm Cass, I'd be like, "Yeah, you are the weakest link." Goodbye. I mean, Headbangers had the championship too. So. Thank you. I just applaud the diversity of the WWE tag team division. <laughs> uh, another lower card thing that I'd like to talk about is that they're finally getting, it seems like this, I mean, this week of Raw and SmackDown kind of, it's almost like Raw is trying to utilize their entire roster also because they also uh, put Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas with The Miz, which I like The Miz having an entourage. Oh, I love it. And they should call them the entourage. I'm sure yep. that they will. Um, I'm I'm on the fence because I'm going to miss Maurice. I mean, you know, she's hot. I mean, ultimately, you know, you want to see her around. She ain't going nowhere. I think that it's not going to be her, Miz, and the entourage. From what I read, and take it for what it is, these, this entourage is going to basically replace Maurice. If I have the choice... I want Miz and Maurice. Well, maybe in real life, um, they might be deciding to have a family or something, and very well Maurice could be. is going to have some yeah, time off. Yeah, very well could be. Um, and you know, God bless you for it. You but know. Miz, Jesus Christ, Happy Father's Day! God, <laughs> <laughs> times we have to say it. Can we talk about paternity leave? <laughs> I was going to say you're getting way ahead of yourself. Canada We're going to need killing you us next, time, next year on Father's Day. I think Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel are two guys that are probably underutilized, especially on a three-hour show. And it doesn't have they don't have to be fighting for a belt or anything. Just put them on the show every once in a while and give them something to do. Yeah, I thought the same thing with D-Bry coming back, and then all of a sudden we see Chad Gable in a fantastic singles match with KO. That was going to be my next topic, was Chad Gable coming down. And Ty Dillinger. Yes, and Ty Dillinger. Chad Gable, especially coming down to fight Kevin Owens, seemed like a good use of their time on SmackDown. I was going to say, they had like two months off. I mean, what the fuck? Well, when AJ's music first played and... He came down to confront Owens. I was like, he can't be the first challenger in the open challenge. That would ju- It's just too much. It's like you have to switch it up. You have to show me a guy with another guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just show me a guy with another guy. God. I'll say, you fucking kids. No, Chad Gable, actually, it worked out really well. I wish the it, match would have been a little bit longer. longer. And that's, yeah. I mean, Chad Gable, we know he can go. You know, he did it, a it beautiful just, moonsault yeah. and an amazing deadlift German suplex. And KO is well, not a small guy. He also does those real amateur wrestling moves where he picks them up and puts them down on their on their stomach side. You know, right. ultimately it was good. I wish just, I knew anything about amateur yeah, wrestling because I, I, I would know what that yeah, move was I'm called. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> uh, ultimately, it was, it was just good to see. <laughs> You're an Yeah, right. It was good to see Chad Gable back. 
because it just reminded me why I've been, you know, pushing for the American Alpha team to come back and get back into and he the tag team. He division. wasn't bad on the mic either. No, I thought he, he was he was silly. And to me, I, I don't yeah. have a problem with him being silly like that. You need that little comic relief from time to time. Uh, we're going to have a Naomi-Lana rematch next week. So next week's SmackDown, for all uh, for everybody that thought that SmackDown wasn't being woke, next week's SmackDown is going to have a title match and a women's money in the bank match. I can't believe it's a title match. It doesn't need to be a title match. Hell no. At all. Hell um, no. It unless should have been a title gonna, match to begin with. Yeah, unless they're going to give the belt to Lana. And that's the only reason I could see this being an actual title match. You know what? I think that we should uh, scratch last week's predictions no, for Money not. in the Bank. No, Definitely not. not. No, and not. we'll just keep whatever me and Sam said. <laughs> and you guys no, no, lose. No, no, no. no. I no. went with six five. for six. Uh, four for f- no, the, the six Jason Mill and Zach Pullman last week in predictions were both 12 and 0. Both oh. you guys. I was going to say that the six match was a match that we didn't see coming. Uh, was oh, the, the Fashion Police yeah. and... Um, Ascension. Yeah, Jesus but I got that one Christ. right, so I gave myself a point. Yeah, you can have that. <laughs> you guys weren't with me. <laughs> you can have that point, okay? What happens to the Ascension, man? Good Lord. It seems like, okay, this is where I thought being there, when I saw it, I was like, this is American Alpha. It's going to, you know, my prediction's going to come true. I'm having a great night. This is going to be good. Ascension comes out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to the bathroom. I mean, it, weren't they the longest running NXT tag champions? And now, and now they're just pure jobbers. Okay, if you want to break a team up, you can break them. I mean, up. I last longer during sex, <laughs> and I mean that's not long. My if wife's you, super hot. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Never mind. Let's just say I'm not even gonna go there. I'm gonna leave it alone. I mean, I, can, I like if I agree with you. I mean, I can't agree or disagree with you. Leave right. it alone. No Walk comment. away. Walk away. So, um, one last thing, hype bros. So do you want to? Do you guys want to change your predictions? Which one turns on who? I still say it's Mojo turning on. Oh, they have what? They're fighting the Usos next week yep. to get a, a title, a possible title, title shot. shot. So do you think the winner lose next week, or do you think there's a turn next week? There, they will lose, but it won't be a turn next week. Zach, I really, I didn't have kind of a dog in this fight. I, I'm still up in the air. I don't know who's turning on who. I think they're both kind of equally capable of doing that i'm just gonna call a turn next week i'm gonna say that um zach Ryder turns on mojo raleigh i think mojo raleigh like i i put on twitter last week i said after that promo last week they should stop being called the hype bros and start being called the the reasonable bros because yeah. <laughs> they went up to, they went up to dan o'brien he's like yeah you know what we'll give you the title shot next week you know you lost but if you can beat the usos and they were both like all right that's cool that sounds good to us and it's like yeah instead of you know hyped up like they should have been <laughs> right, i know okay uh real quick who do you have winning money in the bank next week carmella i'm carmella I'll take Becky Lynch, but we're not putting points on it unless Becky Lynch wins, and then and I'm what, taking the points. Double, <laughs> double points for you. You must be really doing poorly. Uh, right now, just to be clear, um, Zach has 24 points, JB has 23 points, and Bill and Sam are both tied with 19. Oh, Plenty of time 19 left. 19 is as my long favorite as I'm number. Sam, though. that's all that matters. Plenty of time left. Um, okay, this week in professional wrestling history, uh, Edge debuted 19 years ago this wow. week. Yeah, 1998. Uh, yeah, the most uh, overrated singles WWE superstar in the history of the business. If Blasphemy. You ask me. Finishing Blasphemy. move, the hug. <laughs> Blasphemy. 
Um, happy birthday, Ultimate Warrior. R.I.P. Baby. He would have been fifty-eight. He's he finally dead. Yeah, he was a total weirdo. Yeah, weirdo. Um, Eleven years ago, we had the famed Summer of Punk in Ring of Honor, where he won the belt from Austin Aries. Told Ring of Honor he was going to leave and take the belt to WWE. Uh, decided not to. Held the belt for 55 days and then lost it to a guy named Gibson that I don't remember at all. I'm sure if hey, if any of you out there, if I'm wrong about that history, go ahead and put it out there. 55 days, that's it? 55 days is all he held the belt in wow. Ring of Honor. It was deemed the summer of punk. Quick summer. Uh, next week we have a very uh, momentous punk anniversary, but we'll save it for next week. And then seven years ago, uh, this week, Donald Trump sold Raw back to Vince. Seven days after he bought, probably Raw for one dollar or one like what? What's the Russian like uh, currency? I don't know. Rubles? Ruble, ruble, one ruble, probably for one ruble. Yeah, he probably. <laughs> oh, I get it because he's he's under the gun with the Russians. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Not just not just wrestling talk here, ladies. I and just gentlemen. alienated our base. Yeah, Did you much. guys fucking see <laughs> Donald Trump? drive his golf cart on the green today what he drove his golf cart on the green there was a video of him driving his golf cart on the green now i'll i'll tolerate a lot of things i'll tolerate intolerance but you're actually gonna be banned from ringside <laughs> but that's where we draw the fucking line people i've been golfing for three years <laughs> and that is outside the box for me he's unfit to be president right I tell you what, if you want to tweet us about our political views or uh, if you just want to get at us, nice. uh, make sure to hit us up, BFR Bill, BFR JCB, BFR Zach on Twitter. Uh, join our Facebook group, Friends of BFR. Uh, like us on Facebook, Band from Ringside Podcast, uh, and just you know get at us. And uh, also, it only takes one minute. Subscribe, download uh, on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review. Uh, tell us how shitty we are. And hey, that helps us a lot. Quick shout out real quick while I'm thinking about it, since we're going to be like this. I want to say a shout out to my girls that work with Sarah, Annabelle, uh, Alyssa, Peg, oh Megan. Oh yeah, I know. Leslie. No, 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 no. They, they, All the they, girls, they, huh? No, no. Well, they supported me and they said that this is something that I should do. So, plus a couple of them have to work for me so on days that I could be here. So, I want to say a shout out to them. Thanks, ladies. Love you. Thanks, ladies. We love you. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Uh, we would like to thank Free Play Media. We'd like to thank Soul Taco, if you guys feel so inclined. Yeah, I'm coming in tomorrow. Send us some free burritos. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank Chris Denman. Did I say Free Play? Yes, you did. And Shock thanks to, Did I say Engineer Sam? No, you didn't. Shout out to Engineer Sam, our man. Uh, man. For JCB, for Two Beer Zach, for Bill, Ms. Money in the Bank, Veggie, uh, this is Band from Ringside. We'll see you next week. And remember, everybody, don't be heels. <laughs>